What's up, guys? Welcome to the Lazy Boy QBs podcast. Y'all know what it is. Season two. Jonathan. I'm sorry. Sorry. I'm your guys' co-host, Chad Larson. At, joining me as he does each and every episode, Jonathan Ryder. Johnny, how we feeling, baby? Just a couple days away from the start of the season. Well, Chad, I feel outstanding. As long as you don't fire me, I'll be coming back for episode <laughs> 62 and, and longer. But, man, I am excited. We're two days away, man. It's NFL football season 2021. Let's go. Absolutely. And, and like like you said, boss, we're recording this uh, two days before the Thursday night game. So we're recording on Tuesday, September 7th. Like we said, we're going to be going back to two a week, guys. So we're going to be diving into some predictions for the rest of the week. Um, on today's podcast and then we'll see you guys again uh beginning of next week to recap it with that being said jonathan let's take care of business first before we get to these predictions 305-757-786 we salute you hey give uh give my uh what's the fau one give them another shout out for the second straight episode fau Five six one, baby. Let's go, Owls. I right, stand up, five six one. By the way, I wanted to let all you guys know that I did call Jonathan after the Florida State Notre Dame game to make sure that he was okay, and he told me he was super excited. So I'm uh, telling I'm you, glad. it's gonna be a rebound here. There you go. There you go. Hey, rebounding can can turn into a good season real quickly, especially in the ACC. We want Clemson. Okay, slow down on that one. We might have to edit that out. Um, boss, let's go ahead and, and get to the predictions. We're going to start off with the uh, not only the Homer teams, but also the team that's playing first, and that's my Dallas Cowboys. Yes, I'm on the team. Um, are going to be going down to Tampa, facing Tom Brady and those dang Tampa Bay Patriots. Oops, I mean Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Patriot. I'm sorry, Buccaneers favored by seven and a half for this one. Jonathan, what are you looking for? Man, I'm looking for the improvement on Dallas's defense. Okay, to me, how Dallas plays on defense against an elite offense is a lot more important than how Dak Prescott comes back. Look, he's a little bit rusty. He just had coming off this shoulder injury. It's not going to be necessarily perfect. But I want to see how they play defense because at the end of the day, there's enough firepower in that offense, even with the exclusion of, of Zach Martin, who's missing his game. Yep. But there's a lot of firepower that I can see them being carried through the season. Now, the defense, I want to see Dan Quinn's improvements. If they don't improve, if they give, over, uh, if they give up over 45 points, Oof. it's bad because oh. you know what? 30-35, that's expected in this game. So right. Absolutely. Yeah, that's the thing is I've been hearing people who are saying like, oh, man, well, this game will tell us everything we need to know about Dallas, you know, blah, blah, blah for this upcoming season. I'm like, look, man, if this game is going to be what y'all write the entire season on, then fucking pack it up right now because I don't think that there's a good chance. And I know I'm spoiling my pick here, but I don't see a real world where Dallas comes out and wins this game. Um, For me... The thing I'm most concerned with is, you know, you hit on it when you said that Zach Martin's going to be missing. I'm looking at this Dallas offensive line, and I'm seeing Tyron Smith, who's getting up there in age. Connor Williams, who plays, who I've talked about multiple times, plays with no toughness at all um, from the left guard position, which turns out is important at the NFL level. Um, Tyler Bayadesh and Connor McGovern, they're kind of stepping in on that right side or center and right guard to fill that Zach Martin 
um, Travis Frederick role from a couple years ago, which that's definitely not going to happen. And then Lyle Collins, who, as I've said before, when he's the fifth best guy on your offensive line, you have a great line. But now he has to be the third or, in this game, the second best guy on the line. And I don't see a world where that's happening, especially against this uh, vaunted Tampa Bay front seven, which, I mean, you could argue is, is right up there with Washington and, you know, those elite fronts in the NFL. So at seven and a half, Chad, Tampa Bay favored. Who do you have? Uh, I'm still taking Tampa in this one. I think they're they could they could uh, separate themselves from in this one very quickly. I don't think Dallas is going to get killed necessarily, but I could see a, a comfortable two touchdown game, a two touchdown win for Tampa. No, I agree with you. I have Tampa Bay covering the seven and a half. Nice, nice, nice. All right, um, let's go ahead and, and move on to our next pick. Uh, we're sticking with the Homer teams, right? We're talking about Miami. We're talking about New England. Miami traveling up to Foxborough. Um, New England somehow favored by two and a half, which I, I really don't understand. It's the home bump. It's the home bump. Yeah, I mean, how about look at the teams? Um, but I, I'm I'm getting into I'm getting into the nitty gritty. Jonathan, I know this is your team. You go ahead and take it away, and I'm gonna just I'm gonna just turn my mic off for a minute because I know you've got thoughts. No, Chad, I, please interrupt me at any time, but this is what pisses me off, right? And we talked okay. about this before the podcast. Yeah. Two weeks ago, all we're talking about is this competition at the quarterback position to who starts week one between Cam Newton and Mac Jones. Right. Then we find out that they cut Matt, uh, Cam Newton, Mac Jones is a starter. All of a sudden, the New England Patriots are Super Bowl contenders. Exactly. All the TV shows from ESPN, NFL Network, CBS Sports. Nobody, when they're looking, you know, everybody's doing their playoff predictions. Yep. Everybody's picking the Patriots to get in. <laughs> as like a single, fifth seed. As yeah. a fifth seed. Or six. I saw one that was six. And nobody picked the Dolphins to get in. The people forget that the Dolphins won 10 games last year. That... They actually got better on the offensive line. They brought some more weapons. And it's the same defense. They just added a little bit more depth. New England Patriots. Yo, it's Nelson Aguilar and who? And most of them get more for the first six games. Chad, you, you can take it away from me. Chad was talking. Hey, they don't have speed at the linebacker position. In Miami, all they did was bring in speed. You know, to play at the wide receiver position. Albert, I mean, I don't, I don't get it, Chad. This is BS. I'm gonna make my call right now. Miami will win this game outright. Nice. I love that. I love that. Coming in hot. Coming in hot for Week One. I'm tired of disrespect, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. We won ten games last year. I mean, I, I told you, man. I feel like Miami is like the biggest city in the world that can be slept on as a sports city because. Like you said, Dolphins never get any love. Um, I feel like the Florida scene in general for sports is kind of underreported. So, I, you know, and I'm not just saying this because you're my friend. I feel like there's some merit there when you're saying that Miami is like a, a, a untalked about team for sure. Um, and, and, yeah, New England, I, I just – people keep talking about this vaunted New England defense. It's like, well, this defense is going to, is gonna is gonna you know, be the linchpin of their success in this – they're going to be able to lean on this defense to get stops, blah, blah, blah. I'm sorry. I really, I, I think this defense is okay. I mean, Belichick's going to put his hands on it and is going to make it better. But I don't 
when I look at this defense, I don't see, you know, I do like the front four, I'll be honest. Matthew Judon, I think, you know, is definitely an overpay. I think they're paying him, what, $15 million a year, $14 million a year? It's a lot of money. I feel like that's definitely an overpay, but at the same time, he's a good player. He makes your team better. Devon Godshaw, I know, is a guy who uh, you can probably speak to a little bit more from Miami, but I feel like that's a good pickup as well. And then they've got Kyle Guy and Dedrick Wise. That front four I have no problem with. When you start getting into the secondary, which is supposed to be the strength of this defense, you know, we talked about it before we started recording, and you said spoke about it a second ago. No Stefan Gilmore. He's on pup list for the first, missing the first, I think, five or six games of this season. Jalen Mills, I've watched for the past couple years in Philadelphia. <laughs> Scrub. Yeah, like I mean, I don't. I guarantee you, if I texted all my Philly fan friends right now and said, "Hey, what are your Jalen Mills thoughts?" They'd probably come after me with a pitchfork, each one of them individually, um, because th- he was horrible. Jonathan Jones, okay, he's pretty good, but he's really more of your slot guy than anything. And then J.C. Jackson playing on the opposite of, of Mills on the outside, like he's fine, but that secondary doesn't scream. And then. Of course, uh, the ageless Devin McCourty, um, who who did age a lot actually last year because I don't think had a very good year, at least when I was watching him. And His then, brother plays for Miami now. Yeah, yeah, he does. I was confused as hell because I saw an interview today. I was like, what? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And then Adrian Phillips, who, okay. but can, can, can I cut you off real quick? Absolutely. Please. I'm sorry. I was holding it in. You said that. A lot of people are saying that the Patriots have the ability to lean on that defense, right? This is yeah. where I'm going to disagree with that statement. They have to lean on that defense. Oh, yeah. yeah. They, it's not an ability to. They have to. <laughs> because on offense, this team is still not a game changer. Yes, very solid offensive line. Okay, now throw the damn ball. Yeah. Yeah. Throw the ball. If I'm the Dolphins, throw the ball. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. They're talking about how Mac Jones is the first ballot Hall of Famer and the next coming of Tom Brady. But then the next second, it's, well, we're going to be relying on Damian Harris and the offensive line and then the defense. So it's like, which one is it? Hey, you know? remember, remember when we were talking about the Xavier Howard incentives this year? He's going to earn like half of those in this game. <laughs> well, I don't know. I like Mac Jones, and I, or I like him as a quarterback. But like we talk, like you said, man, I don't really like their weapons at all. Um, I doubt if he's going to be forcing throws because that's just what they, they're coaching the shit out of him. But, look, if he gives him a chance, Xavier will definitely, will definitely take advantage of that. Um, Byron Jones, not so much, but, you know, that's that's another. <laughs> He'll knock it down. He'll knock it down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Byron Jones, the king of the PBU. Um, the, the one thing, though, that concerns me, I know, you know, I've just been shitting on, on New England. The one thing that concerns me for Miami um, is the left tackle situation. It's looking mm-hmm. like, and I think you can kind of speak to this since, you know, as we know, you're you're the beat reporter uh, for the Miami Dolphins that no one knows yet. Um, I'm hearing Austin Jackson is possibly going to be missing at left tackle, mm-hmm. which it wouldn't be a problem except for when your replacement is Greg Little. Can I be honest with you? Yeah. They're at the same level. Wow. Wow. I don't feel like that's... There, okay. There's no downgrade. There, there's no downgrade. Mm. Well, then that actually gives me concern for, for the rest of the season. Yeah. No, you, that is that is a spot that Miami schematically will have to mask is that left tackle position. It, it's not It's not through talent. It's not through changing guys. It, Austin Jackson and Greg Little young high potential raw guys necessarily never never 
it hasn't clicked for them yet. Because to me, I think the team that I think whatever team scores first in this game, it's going to be so crucial for them because whichever one of these quarterbacks, you know, can kind of get that monkey off their back of, hey, you know, Mac Jones literally could first drive of the season where he's leading his team to points, first drive of his career. Um, and then Tua kind of getting the monkey off the back from, you know, all the offseason talk and all that. So I think whichever one of these teams is able to put points on the board first, uh, which I know isn't a very original statement, but I think they'll be able to then allow their, their running game to work and then the defense, which, you know, it's weird. Two teams that are kind of similar in style, um, but I just think Miami's doing a lot better. So uh, I'm going to actually join you on that Miami pick, boss. All right. Yeah, and I'm not – Guys, I'm not just doing it because he's my friend. I promise. No, Chad breaks my heart sometimes. <laughs> I do. Still not as much as when you had Dallas bottom five uh, GM jobs. It's, I'm I'm never gonna let you live down, but it, it's all good. It's all good. Uh, <laughs> you claim it's just because of Jerry, but I know you bumped him down a little bit just to fuck with me as well. You don't have to admit it. Um, next matchup we're gonna move to, boss, is gonna be the Pittsburgh Steelers at the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo home, they're going to be favored by six and a half in this one. Um, I'm going to go ahead and start off, man. I, I really want to see what this Bills offense or what this Bills pass catching group is going to be looking like against the Steelers' um, vaunted defense, that is. Um, mm-hmm. Especially the pass defense, which I feel like has been the strength of that team pretty much since they got Minka Fitzpatrick in there two years ago. Um, not only just being able to create turnovers, but also limit, you know, passing yards for other teams. I think they've led the league in passing uh, yards allowed the last two years. So, uh, but at the same time, you know, as I said, I have Josh Allen as my preseason offensive player of the year. So I definitely am confident in him and his ability. They improved their offense, I believe, um, with the addition of Emmanuel Sanders, kind of to be that guy opposite of Stefan Diggs or, you know, playing in another position because, you know, you can move digs all around the formation, which I love about him. Um, and, yeah, I'm just looking – I'm really looking forward to what that matchup is going to be. And I have Buffalo coming on, coming out on top in this one. I don't know if that's really surprising, but I got Buffalo there. All right, Chad. What I'm looking for is there's been a lot of hype in the offseason about the Pittsburgh Steelers. And, honestly, I don't understand why. Yeah. Um. Right to there. me, they are they are clearly the number three team in this division. Um, you know, I don't like their offensive line. Um, I'm looking at their, their depth chart right now. Dan Moore Jr., Kevin Dotson, Kendrick Green, Trey Turner, and Chukawuma Okafor. Um, so I, I want to see what this is all about. I want to see what this hype is all about, right? You know, I, I, Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, um, Juju Smith-Schuster... Are, are they going to pass the ball a lot or are they going to run the ball a lot? And if they run the ball a lot, are they effectively able to run the ball? Or we're talking about Najee Harris getting three yards per carry, you know? So that's, I want to see what all the hype is about. Now, I understand week one, uh, this is a very tough opponent. We had some overreactions last year. I remember when the Jaguars beat the Colts <laughs> last year. Yeah. But that's what I want to see. This is a perennial powerhouse who has... I don't remember the last time the Steelers had a losing season. Definitely not one of their, uh, not, not that, under Tomlin. Uh, Tomlin. But, however, I just want to see how it is. At the end of the day, I don't think that defense, as good as it is, is really going to do much against the Buffalo Bills. And, you know, our pick to win the Offensive Player of the Year in Josh Allen. Uh, give me... 
Give me the bills and they will cover the points. Nice, nice, nice. I will say I'd like to start seeing a little bit more, on, at least on that Bills defense from uh, Ed Oliver. Man, he's been disappointing through his first two years. Um, just an aside there. But mm -hmm. um, let's go ahead and move on then to the fourth matchup that we're going to be talking about. That's the Arizona Cardinals, and they're going to be traveling to Tennessee to face the Titans. Titans favored by three points at home. Jonathan, what are you seeing? What are you looking for in this one? I want to see how Cliff Kingsbury bounces back from a very disappointing end to the 2020 season. All right. Is this going to be a continuation of what was happening or, you know, is there going to be a, a turnaround? Granted, uh, maybe they can start the season hot and then finish cold like they did last year. But if you are, you consider yourself a playoff contender and you're kind of in the hot seat, this is the perfect game to make a statement going to Tennessee a hard-nosed running football team that's going to rely on Derrick Henry pounding the ball. Um, and, and I want to see if they're actually going to be able to make a statement. Um, Tennessee is favored by three, according to my numbers. Are they? How about yours? Yeah, Tennessee's favored by three from what I'm seeing. All right. Um, but I, I want to see if, if they're the team to beat. Honestly, I don't think they are. I think Tennessee's just way too physical for the for the Arizona Cardinals. Um, and I got Tennessee winning, uh, and I take the points for Tennessee as well. They'll nice. cover. Okay, I see, I see. Um, yeah, you know, I'm going to be honest. For a guy who, you know, I'm, I'm very anti-Kingsbury um, and very pro-Tennessee, Mm -hmm. I think this one has a real chance to, to possibly stay close. I mean, that that uh, Titans defense was such a weak point for them last season. I mean, they were like 30th or something like that against the pass last year, so just just horrible. Um, I know they got Jack Rabbit Jenkins in, which is – he changed his official name to that. So, uh, God bless him. And then they've got Christian Fulton, who's going to be in year two, who really didn't have a good year for them last year, was was playing a lot. And like we said, had one of the, they had one of the worst uh, – past defenses in the league last year um and then you know arizona like we said like we said when we we're talking about kingsbury he's gonna want to air it out you know there's not gonna be a lot of they got chase edmonds right now um you know listed as their starting back i don't think he's gonna be expecting to be touching the rock 20 times or anything mm -hmm. like that um they're gonna be getting hopkins involved they're gonna be getting aj green involved I'd like to see really how Rondell Moore. I was gonna say I'd like to see how Kyler Murray kind of distributes that third. You know who's gonna be that third receiver for them? I like Rondell Moore. You know Christian Kirk is out there as well for some people who still believe in him. Uh, Max Williams, the tight end. How involved is he gonna be? So, um, lot lot of I think potential for Arizona to put up points in this one, but at the same time. Um, you know, I do have questions about the Titans long term that, or for this entire season, um, how much Derrick Henry will be able to hold up. But I think in the beginning of the year, I mean, we're talking about week one. I think he should be healthy. He should be full go. He should be ready to rock. Julio Jones going to be making his debut for them. Um, I think he's going to have a good game as well. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and join you on Tennessee. I feel like there's no differences right now between us, boss. And, and that's kind of making me sad. Hey, man, all we can do is keep going. <laughs> all right, we're going to talk about one more team, one more game real quick, then we're going to go to a quick break. Um, we're going to be talking about Seattle, who is going on the road to Indianapolis, although Seattle is favored by two and a half. Um, kind of surprising, although what do, you, what do you think about this one? How do you see this fold, unfolding? 
you know, this to me is the toughest game to pick out of the whole slate. Mm. All right, because yeah. it, it it's tough to pick away favorites, right? Yeah. I know you're not going all the way to the East Coast, but you're clo- you're going close enough. I think this is a one o'clock kickoff as well. Yep. Um, Look at and, you, research. <laughs> but it, it, it's we both like Arson Wentz a lot, right? From a talent perspective, but yep. he hasn't played a snap all the preseason. He was injured for a part of of, of the training camp. <sighs> It's hard. Now, this is going to be... Okay, so this is where I think the, the big matchup here is, right? It's the the passing core for the Indianapolis Colts versus that secondary for the Seahawks. Um, they lost Griffin, the the, the Boy, Seahawks yeah, did. Yeah, yeah I, I, I mean... They have Jamal Adams, but I'm not really sure how he factors as a secondary player anymore. I was, was going to say, I more like he, a linebacker. I was going to say, he's, um, he'll come up when you talk about the front seven. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, and, and then you don't have the T.Y. Hilton. They're going to rely on, on Paris Campbell and, and Michael Pittman. Um, I want to see how, how that, if... If the Indianapolis Colts can't throw the ball against the Seahawks defense. Now, if they can... Uh, this is going to be a shootout. Yep. This is going to this could be a Russell Wilson Carson Wentz shootout. Now, if if the if the Colts are having trouble, you know, throwing the ball down the field, even with all the losses in the secondary for the Seattle Seahawks, man, then I think the the Seattle Seahawks are going to run all over the Indianapolis. I am picking Seattle to win and cover on the road, though. Really. Okay, so we're going to have our first disagreement. Um, I really like the Indianapolis defense, actually, in this one, um, to kind of be able to control the game, um, force Seattle into, you know, third and di- third and long situations, you know, where, look, Xavier, Xavier Rhodes is not the best cornerback in the NFL, but I think if you use him in a bracket coverage type situation, then that can help take away DK Metcalf or limit DK Metcalf. And then my question for Seattle is like, look, who who's going to be that number two guy? You know, it's weird because I feel like I have the same questions about both of these teams is what playmakers, you know, on the outside are going to do anything. I know Tyler Lockett, um, you know, is a really good player, but I don't know. Just for some reason for me, I just I'm not as high on him as most people are. Neither am I. I just don't see it as much with him. Um, and then that leads me to, you know, Dwayne Eskridge, the guy who they drafted in the third mm-hmm. round, I believe. Second round. Second round out of Western Michigan, which, yes. I mean, okay, I've never seen him do anything in the NFL, which he could be a very good player. I'm just saying I have to see it first. Um, and then Gerald Everett at tight mm-hmm. end. So, I don't know. And I, I like Indy. They had a really they had a top ten defense last year. Um I know the Seattle Seahawks got Dwayne Brown back at left tackle. He's finally back with mm-hmm. them, but I still don't think this off. And they added Gabe Jackson. Yes, um, they you know, did. From, from uh, Vegas. I still don't think this is an offensive line that they're going to be able to rely on and lean on. And I think that front seven for you know Indy is going to be able to have a good day, make it so that Wentz in the offense doesn't have to do much where they can really lean on their offensive line uh, to help them run and control the ball. And I'm going to have Indianapolis uh, – not only covering this one, but winning outright as well. Mm, okay. Yeah, low curveball for. I told you our first yeah, disagreement yeah. coming. Um, guys, we're gonna go ahead and take a quick break. 
when we come back, we're going to be talking about the Sunday night game, and then we're also going to be talking about some other uh, games that we want you guys to keep an eye on this weekend. What's up, guys? Welcome back. Um, we're going to start off talking about our sixth uh, marquee game, should we say, that we're going to be focused on this week, and that's going to be the Cleveland Browns traveling to Kansas City. Kansas City favored by six in this one. Jonathan, what are you going to be looking for? Man, I guess everybody's looking at that new revamped offensive line for the Kansas City Chiefs and that new revamped defense for the Cleveland Browns. Uh, I think it's going to be an epic matchup in Honestly, I don't think it's going to be a super high-scoring game. Uh, I can't wait to see, you know, Greedy Williams. Uh, yeah. Uh, man, I can never pronounce our boy's name from Notre Dame. Jeremiah Owusu. Just call him Jeremiah Owusu. J-O-K. That's what they're calling him, right? Yeah. No, but that's, not, that's disingenuous. Is it? Okay. That Jeremiah Owusu. Because that just means you can't pronounce anything. Do the Jeremiah. at least Jeremiah Owusu. Yeah. Jeremiah Owusu Koromora. Yeah. Rudy Williams, Grant Delpit. Um, they brought in Jadavian Clowney. And then, you know, on, on the other side is Orlando Brown Jr., Joe Thune, Trey Smith. It's going to be an epic battle again. Uh, uh, but I do think, so Kansas City's favored by six. I think they will win the game, but I think the Browns keep it within six. Hmm, nice. Yeah, and the thing is, um, the thing I like most, at least from the Cleveland perspective in this one, is they know that they can play with these guys, you know, because yes. they did it last year. Um, I thought Cleveland was right there in it to, to literally the very last last drive of the game. Um, granted, Mahomes was knocked out a little bit in that one, but still, I felt like Cleveland, you know, more than held their own and kind of proved that, they are, you know, one of those up-and-coming contenders, and then they've gotten even better, you know, since then. The addition of John Johnson, um, the safety from the Rams, I think is one that, that will go under the radar, you know, or I'm sorry, that will not go under the radar because he's going to play so well for them. Um, and I think that defense is going to be improved, and that's really the the part that we're looking for, at least in my mind, is can they make it take it to that next step? I feel like the offense, for the most part, is kind of where it's going to be, you know, a dominant mm-hmm. offensive line, a couple of playmakers on the outside. I guess depending on how OBJ embeds himself back in with that team and, you know, if Baker Mayfield can improve a little bit more. But for the most part, that offense is a known commodity. The defense, if they can improve, um, then, you know, I think the sky is the limit mm-hmm. for this team. But at least I, at least I feel like for myself, um, I'm sleeping on Kansas City a little bit. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm I'm – I like what they've done with the offensive line because they have a combination of of some experience along with some youth. And I know people are saying, well, why would you want youth on your offensive line? I think long term it, it helps them and also it allows these guys to just continue to improve and improve over the course of the season. Whereas other veterans, maybe they're you know getting worse as the season goes on because of the wear and tear. Also, the receiving group, you know they've got Tyreek Hill, probably my favorite player in the NFL, at least just to watch. Um I think he's gonna. You know, I think he is the best receiver in football. Uh, Travis Kelsey, your fantasy tight end, so you know we're gonna be rooting for him to put up yards. That's and, right. And they got a guy named Patrick Mahomes playing quarterback for them. And right now, to Woo! me, 
Yeah, exactly. You ever heard of him? Um, at least for this first game, I feel like that cohesiveness that they have. Granted, both these teams bringing back a lot of guys that um, you know were on the team last year, so both of them should be pretty, you know, cohesive at least and on the same page. But I just like Kansas City in this, and I think they're going to be able to separate themselves late in the game, real close first half, maybe end up winning by ten, something like that. So I'm taking Kansas City to cover this one. I like it, Chad. I like yeah. it. I'm, this is going to be one heck of a matchup. We were talking about it on our break. Unfortunately, the Dolphins play in the same time slot. But I might be keep seeing <laughs> out, take, take, take a peek on this one. Yeah, exactly. I will say a couple of couple of kind of caveats to be looking for. OBJ, of course, coming back from that ACL injury that he suffered last season. Um, and then Tyron Matthew, I'm not sure about his availability. Kind of probably going to be a big deal. He's been out with COVID protocol uh, since September 1st. I actually think he got COVID, although don't quote me on that one. Um, so, you know, if he's not going to be there for that Kansas City defense, that's going to be a, a huge factor for them. Um, Jonathan, let's go ahead and move on to um, a segment that you, you made sure that we carried over from last year because I completely forgotten about it, I'll be honest. Um, and that's our lock of the week and upset of the week. The floor is yours, boss. You can take it in whichever direction you want first. All right, let's go with the lock of the week, as usually that's the more boring one. Yeah. Uh, I I got the the Baltimore Ravens beating the Las Vegas Raiders on the road on Monday night. Wow. Lock okay. it. Lock it in. I I I I tell you what's funny is I saw I've been for as much crap as people think the Raiders are going to be. I've somehow heard a little bit of sneaky Raiders buzz for this one. Um, I don't see it at all. I think I'm like you. With all, Even with the injuries Baltimore sustained, and man, they just lost another running back, I think yesterday it was, or today. Uh, Justice Hill, who's out for the season as well. So that, that running back group getting very thin. Um, they're going to definitely have to bring in another guy. They, yeah, they've been you can about, find guys. They, yeah. they were talking about uh, Todd Gurley. Devontae Freeman. Devante, to me, if mm-hmm. I'm them, I'd rather go with a young guy. You know, right? But, but that's there must be somebody out there in yeah. somebody's practice squad that you can stash, that you can you, you can steal it and put it in your your fifty three man roster. Yeah, exactly. Hell, go get the uh, get the get the dude from the Cowboys who was wearing the goggles. I didn't see that guy. Oh, he he was all right in the preseason. Uh, once he switched to the contacts, that is. Um, <laughs> that's just for those of y'all that were watching. Um, uh, hard knocks this this year um my lock of the week boss i'm gonna i said uh, all right full confession i said before the break that we were going to be talking about the uh sunday night game <laughs> we are talking about it now because my lock of the week is rams uh over over bears rams favored by seven and a half in that one but i flat out thought that cleveland kansas city was a sunday night game for a second so that's just my confession to the rest of y'all. Sorry about that, guys. Um, but, yeah, I love the Rams in this one. You know I love the Rams, you know, even, you know, long-term, really. So I think it's going to start with this first game, and they're going to kind of like what we talked about with Buffalo, right, a team that wants to kind of get the nonsense out of the way, a team that's expected to contend, put their best foot forward in the first game, and then kind of just move forward from there. Bears, you know, a lot of confusion, a lot of turmoil on the offseason. I could see that really leading to a slow start. Matt Nagy kind of considered to be a lame duck coach right now. Mm -hmm. It's more of a matter of when, not necessarily if, he gets fired. Um, So, yeah, 
you know, Chad. It, it sucks to say a team's not motivated in week one, but I think that could be the case for Chicago. What's up, boss? If, if things get ugly, do you put Justin Fields in the game at some point? No, I don't, actually. I don't put him in this week because – or it depends what your ultimate goal is and how ready you think he is to play in the NFL. If your goal is to just get him on the field as soon as possible, then, yes, you play him because then he'll probably show something that would make you think he's better than Andy Dalton right now, and then he'll end up starting the next week. If your goal is to actually give him a couple weeks because you know that's what it's going to take for him to be an NFL quarterback, then I would not put him in and, and just play Dalton and take your lumps there. What, what about you? What do you think? No, I, I think they sit him down, but if it does get too ugly where you kind of know that Andy Dalton is just not going to do anything for you this year, might as well roll him out there week two. Um, the only way I'm, I'm, I'm keeping with Andy Dalton if he legitimately shows that he gives you the best chance to win football games. Yeah, I'm going to be honest, man. I think it, it anyone that, not, not necessarily criticizing you here, but I think that's kind of unfair to just you know, base it off of this this one game that they're going to have against the Rams because this Rams defense is really freaking good. And I'm pretty sure I'm pulling up their schedule right now. They're they're pretty over they're they're overmatched in that opener. Um, mm-hmm. But then after that, they have a really nice schedule for them kind of moving forward. Yeah. So they have the Rams in week one and then they go Bengals at Browns, which is going to be hard. Lions and then at Raiders, you know, that's their first five. So I feel like you know, once they get past that Rams game, Dalton, you know, if he still remains a starter, dare I say, could even play himself into a nice little stretch in that first, you know, four or five games of the season. So, I, I don't know. But if they want to get Fields in and get him comfortable, then you could argue that, all right, get Dalton that first start, get that out of the way, and then let's move on to Fields and, and, and let him kind of be the one who progresses during that stretch. What, what, what was Jay Herbo's first start? It was in the... Second game? Yes, and who was it against? Miami. No. Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they almost almost won won. that game. Yeah, they did almost almost won that game. But let's be clear. Justin Fields is no Jay Herbo. Let's just be clear. Well, no, he's never been a snap in the NFL, and neither did Jay Herbo at that point. (laughs) No, very true. Very true. Um, Boss, let's go ahead and talk about now. We'll move on to our upset of the week. Um, who you got going down that's favorite? Who, who's slaying the Giants this week? Or not the Giants team, but you know what I mean. How do you know that I got the Giants? Uh, oh, I, is I it really? The Giants I, I, swear, is my no, I, I swear, guys. I swear on everything. I can't. We're not sharing notes or anything. I swear. I'm I, I, you know, getting you antivirus and anti-hacker protection here. Uh, <laughs> no, the Giants are three-point underdogs at home. Uh, against Teddy Bridgewater and the visiting Denver Broncos. Okay, dale, papi. You know, <laughs> look, the the, the 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 stadium is gonna be packed. We got fans back in the NFL. Home field advantage is back. At the end of the day, I, I do feel like the, the Denver Broncos have a very very nice stellar roster. But come on, Teddy B is your starting quarterback. You're going on the road, and the Giants have made improvements. Uh, to both sides of the ball this offseason as well. Uh, the Giants are going to win this game. Yeah, and, and you know what's crazy? I'm not even the hugest New York fan right now. I mean, obviously I'm not a New York fan at all, but like I'm not I'm not so so sold on them this season. But I completely agree with you, man. I, I don't yeah. – I just think Denver is one of those – they went out and invested, you know, even more in their defense in the offseason, and then it's like, well, they have this young offense, and – 
these young playmakers. And it's like, well, they still have Teddy Bridgewater at quarterback. Yep. And for as long as he's under center for them, I just I don't think that they're the team around him is good enough to where they're able to, you know, compensate for what he takes away from the fact that he's so um you know, that he's not willing to push the ball down. That he's so conservative. That was the word yep. I was looking for. Sorry, words are hard, guys. Um, yes, they that are. He, that he's so conservative, and I just don't think you win in the NFL anymore that way. I think you win by putting up points, and you win by, you know, slinging the ball and opening up your your playbook, which is what I thought Drew Locke could be doing for them. Even though I'm not a Drew Locke guy, but hey, who knows? Um, yeah, so I'm I'm with you on that Giants one. I'm seeing that one the same. My upset, I love this one, and I think you know we kind of talked about it for a second. So we'll see where your head's at with this. Los Angeles Chargers favored by one going to Washington. I love Washington in this one. And and it yeah. goes against everything that my personal opinions say. Uh, I do think the Chargers are going to be a really good football team this year, but I don't think week one um, against Washington they're going to be able to show that because I think Washington's going to be a really good team too. Um, I think this is a game where you're just going to see two teams that are trying to make a name for themselves now in their divi- or in their division slash conference then mm-hmm. they're just going to be going head to head and i expect a close game but i expect washington to pull it out because of that defense no i 100 percent agree with you i'm going to throw this back again one o'clock kickoff west coast team traveling to the east coast uh this is not going to be a conservative offense in my opinion for ron rivera he's going to let um Brian Fitzpatrick sling the ball around. You have um, to. Sc- when you sign, you have, you, to. You have to. Yeah. Scary Terry, um, Curtis Samuel, Logan Thomas, Gibson. I mean, this is this. He's, there's going to be a lot of points scored in this football game, in my opinion. Uh, but it's going to be it's going to be a nice matchup to watch too. With that, you know, th- that front seven for the Washington football team against that revamped offensive line. For the Chargers, it's going to be it's going to be a really good game, man. In my opinion, there's a lot of good games week one this year. Yeah, absolutely. I think that one's going to be. I mean, it was funny. I I texted you like I think two weeks ago, maybe, but I was like, hey, man, like you trying to go to this one? Because you know we're both not giving away locations, guys, but we're both close to that DC area. So, um, you know, that was one that we were considering since we have both have a man crush on J, on Jay Herbo, but uh, you know eventually opted against it i also am am kind of looking to see what this chargers defense is going to do boss because if the chargers are going to be a playoff team this year then that defense has to get back to where it was a couple years ago when they were kind of i mean to me they were one of the more slept on really good defenses maybe like say two three years ago um and then you know through injuries and just losing guys they've kind of fallen off from it it goes a long way if bosa and Derwin james can stay healthy 100 percent 100%. 100%. And Derwin James missed all of last season. Um, Bosa, has, you know, has been injured, you know, throughout pretty much his entire career here and there, missing a few games and stuff. So definitely would love to see that. Also really like Asante Samuel Jr. Um, Looking good. Second. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So, um, yeah, guys, with that being said, we are going to go ahead and conclude this episode 61, our week one predictions. Um, guys, we hope you all enjoy. We're, we're looking forward to this week one football. Johnny, you got anything for the people before we head out? No, man. Uh, just enjoy uh, you know, week one, and we'll see each other next Tuesday uh, to talk about what happened week one and, and see how right we were or how wrong we were, too. Hey, boss, real quickly. I know I'm putting mm. you on the spot with this one, but before we get out of here, 
what's your uh, what's your game day meal gonna be looking like? What's your spread gonna be looking like? All right, man. I'm going to my guy Joe's Pizzeria. It's the same guy I went for the Super Bowl, so was I can that get guy, that. Was that the place that we had it from? Yes. Uh, steak, Fire. steak, cheese, stuffed pizza with the deep fried wings is gonna be the bomb. How about you, boss? Man, I tell you, I think I'm 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 right there with you. Not same spot, but I'm going to my uh, local pizza spot too, Gus's. I'm gonna probably be getting me a a nice probably a large pepperoni not just for me although it could be you know you never know <laughs> <laughs> it's a long day it yeah, starts at 1 o'clock and ends at 11 o'clock at night you're 11 30 so that's i true. mean why not yeah that's true and then i'm also i'm with you i'm gonna be getting some wings they got this uh they call it gus's blend really it's just like hot sauce and barbecue sauce mixed mm. together but man it, it gives me it gives that 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 sweetness that you want but it's got the heat too so you know, I, I'm going to be enjoying myself some of those as well. Um, you're, you're a ranch or blue cheese guy. Ranch. Ranch only. That's right. That's Don't have right. a problem with blue cheese, but it's just like if you love ranch, then, you know, why why go away from it? Um, all right, guys. We've officially gotten off the rail because we're talking about our what our spread's going to be for the game. We're not talking about the lines. Um, <laughs> with that being said, we are going to get out of here, guys. We hope you enjoy yourselves. Hope you enjoy this week one NFL. Enjoy a little bit of college, too, Ohio State, Oregon. You know, a couple other marquee matchups. Um, we hope you guys stay safe most of all, and we'll talk to you guys next week. See ya. Ciao.